Single okay. ladies was culturally appropriate. <laughs> exactly. That's a that's a that's a that's a mid song that got put that got wow. put on the pedestal. Whoever disagrees, I want all the smoke. I want all the smoke. I, I will be quiet because y'all not about to have the beehive coming after me. Yo, welcome back to another episode of the Committee Music um, episode going on. We have our normal host this week, so go ahead and shout yourselves out, guys. Hey everybody, this is Marcus Sniffles, everybody's top black dad on Twitter. <laughs> How do you follow that? Wait, How do I follow that? Right. How do you follow that? <laughs> what's up, y'all? It's your girl summertime size on all forms of social media. Hey, what's going on? It's your boy, you wanna be nice. And of course, it's Tribbles from the Ox DJ and Twitter. Um, so back again. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed last week where we broke down uh, what album? I forgot. Jesus, was it Kids? What's Kidsy Ghost yeah, last week? Kidsy Ghost. I think. So yeah. Um, so we're back. We're gonna do another good music review and a couple of other surprise albums that we got to see this past weekend. But first, we wanted to take a moment just to send our condolences to the families and friends and fans of Tentacion, which took me like 50 million times to learn, and Jimmy Wapo, who were uh, tragically gunned down yesterday um, in two separate events in their respective hometowns. So um, once again, we'll put prayers out for them. I don't know if any of you guys want to say anything or kind of any reflections of either two artists if you're familiar with them um definitely uh condolences to the families of both parties um it's weird because i had a homeboy tell me about jimmy wapo like a week ago he was like yo you gotta listen to this dude jimmy wapo he's dope and i was like all right all right i'll get to it but i was on kitsy ghost at the time so i really wasn't caring about nothing and then i heard about that yesterday and i was just like wow and then i finally like started listening to his music last night just to see who he was and i fell in love with elm street like i love that song oh and yeah oh yeah as far as xxx tentacion um i would i don't know if i can say i was like a day one fan or just a fan at all but i did love a lot of songs well not a lot but a couple songs that he had done and just and i was just always interested to see where he was going to progress okay. and i will never know so yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, Sai or Sniffles got anything you want to say about either two artists, or should we move forward? Uh, I, I've I haven't listened to a second of either of their music, so I, I got nothing. Okay, summertime. Yeah, I got nothing. Okay, um, <laughs> I didn't. No, I mean, you know, triple, it's one of those podcasts. Like, it was cool, but you know, I wasn't. I wasn't a super you know stand so rest in peace though like yeah still tragic still tragic both of them, i think uh x was 20 and jimmy was 21 so definitely uh young young guys that still had a lot of potential to grow within the music industry girls and men but you know unfortunately due to gun violence their life was cut short so once again prayers out to them and just specifically uh dj academics I actually watched everyday struggle for the first time in a couple of months and uh, just kind of get his to see how he was feeling about the situation and you can just tell he was really um tore up about it because they were actually really really good friends so prayers out to everyone um on that note but just switching gears for what most people came here for our album reviews so this week on the good music tip we had Nas drop nasir 
And yeah, I mean, how are we feeling about it? I, I'm going to go last because I'm kind of upset. But how, how are you guys feeling about this wow. new Nas album? Kanye's wow. four for four. Four for four. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, now Kanye is definitely four for four. Nas, on the other hand, eh, I was yeah, I, <laughs> I I enjoyed it. I think obviously the production was where it needed to be. Uh, Nas was he wasn't peak Nas, but it was it was a solid outing for Nas. I'll say that. We got not we got Nas album done, Nas. As far as as far as he should have called Khaled. He should have called Khaled. That's all. Well, I won't say I won't say that. I'll say we got um because he was spitting on um that on that song, but um bag of secured. Yeah, we got bag of secured Nas on that one. For me, I think I think it was hard for me to get to this Nas album one because we keep having these weird ass listening parties. So this this week we were not on the Wave Media app. I, I guess Kanye probably gave that up, and we were on good old YouTube and. Um, it still was just a choppy type thing. They were playing, you know, a song back to back. Like it, it, we never got to fully run through the album. So that was an issue for me. So I ended up turning off the stream. I think maybe two songs in uh, thinking like, okay, I can just go to bed. Like I can't do the midnight release. I can just go to bed, wake up and about eight thirty nine o'clock. I should be able to stream this new Nas album. Well, I think I didn't get to stream. Well, Nas album did not become available on title until I think it was like maybe five or six o'clock PM the next day. Um, so we constantly saw tweets, hey, where's the Nas album? Where's the Nas album? And I think for me, it just, it kind of like dwindled my anticipation of hearing it. Uh, once it dropped, I was already immersed into J-Rock, which we'll talk about in a, in a second. So I was just like, uh, I'll get to it when I get to it. But once I got to it, to me, it was nothing it was nothing that made me go wow. It was just like this is Nas. Kanye's killing it. This is, it. This is probably yeah. It was like probably. no, there, it, it was not no lie. It was good songs. Like I don't think anybody could deny that they were like good songs. But it was like this is Nas. I mean, this is this is what we always hear. I love the white label and I love Bonjour. Um, I actually flew to New York. I was in New York that day. I had just landed and my homeboy was like, yo, um, we're going to do the whole Nas thing or whatever. And I was like, all right, cool. Let me know when, uh, where it's at because nobody knew where it was at. Um, I already selling my Airbnb. I ate, I was waiting, I was waiting, I was waiting until like the last minute he was like, it's in Queensbridge or whatever. They're meeting it on the meet like under Queensbridge or whatever on like West 125th. And by that time I was already back in Brooklyn and I was exhausted and I, that's what kind of killed it for me. This is one of the worst album releases that has ever happened in like recent history. Yeah, for, I, I think for, what anti was the second word. The anti is the first one that comes to mind after Nas. Yeah, just just for the caliber of not like Nas is not he's not Kanye West. Like Kanye West with the life of Pablo, he kind of he was tinkering with it, and that that rollout that release was was weird, but. Kanye is a big enough star to where he can kind of do that. Nas hasn't dropped an album in, in a couple of years now, almost four years. So, and he's not a popular rapper. Like he's a few people. He's not a, the masses wait for Nas. It's like, you know, hip hop heads, older people. The teenagers ain't waiting on Nas. So when they say, oh, his album's done, it's dropping on Friday. If it's not there Friday at midnight, 
then a lot of people are kind of like, ah, well, now I'm going to move on. If it's not there, you know, what, uh, Friday morning, like 8 or 8, 8 a.m., 9 a.m., then people are going to start asking questions. If it's noon to evening time, niggas is moving on. Like, we ain't, a lot of people ain't waiting on Nas, and that really, I think that really messed him up with this release. I think Mike Dean took the blame for that, didn't he, on Twitter or whatever, because he said he had to remix it or something like that? But, but you see, that's my thing. We have a listening party. That's the shit like that's supposed to be done. I don't know what Kanye, Mike Dean, Nas, what they were doing, but hell, if you got to push it back another week and push the, push the good music set another week, that's what you do. But don't present a project, a product, and then say, oh, it's not good enough. You presented it to me, so you thought it was great. Give it to me. Like, I don't know. I, I just thought that was... I don't know. I, I didn't like it. I think it took away from my anticipation, from my standpoint. But, you know, it, it ha- whatever happened, happened. But we all agreed that Kanye is four for four on production as far as these uh, good music albums. So what were standout tracks or your favorite tracks from this particular album? White Label, Bonjour, um, Not Safe for Radio, uh, and Adam and Eve. Those are my, my standout tracks to me. So I think that's four seven. Okay. What about uh, you, Marcus? Cop shot the kid. Uh, everything and bonjour. Okay. Summertime. Cop shot the kid because look, Secret Children Stories is like the reason why I fell in love with hip hop. So okay, that was like, like all right, you got one in the in the bag, Nas. And then bonjour, just because this is just dope. Yeah. Yeah. I, I th- can't appreciate the the ad libs and Didi on Not for Radio too though. Like, oh yeah, that shit was epic. Cause you, cause it took me back to uh, Hate Me Now 2018. Yeah. yeah, so that was that was a good feel. But I think the standouts for me was Cop Shop the Kid, um, and everything. I I enjoyed majority of the album, but those two, like all first and second listen, like those two really stuck to me. And I think it was also because everything was like maybe seven minutes long, so it was. I won't say it was weird, but it was different to see like such a long track on this condensed album. So um, those two did it for me. So after listening to all seven, do we feel like it lived up to the hype that we had when we heard or when we watched Kanye tweet, we have a Nas album coming on June 15th. Like, did it live up to that hype for y'all? No. No. <laughs> I, I agree. I, I agree on with the, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it did not. It did, the rollout, gonna, everything was poor. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it didn't it didn't uh reach the hype specifically because of what Pusha T put out first. That kind of hurt Nas. Yeah. Like, like Pusha T put out some hard, like hard hip hop shit. Not saying this Nas album was bad, this Nas album was solid, but as far as the expectations that I had for it, it's like, all right, we got you know lyrical miracle Nas on here with some Kanye West beats. And it was just, it was just fine. It, it was, was mid. It was. It was fine. I, I don't want to say it was mid. It was good. It's just I, not. I feel yeah. what you're saying on that one, Sniffles. Um, my homeboy said when I asked him about it, he was like, "Yo, we found the uh, the second half to push his album." When I asked him about it, he was like, "That's the those beats were should have been the set. Like if Push had made a full like 13 track album, those were the those were the next six beats or next seven beats. I'm sorry." Yeah, because what Cop Shot the Kid and um, what was the song going yay with Charlie Wilson on it? Numbers, Every, was it? Everything. everything. Oh, with, yeah, everything. Yep. With Kanye West singing on it. 
No, 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 no. From the Yay album. I'm actually going to pull up the track listen really quick. Oh, um, no mistake. Yeah, no mistake. Like you can tell that he built those same, he did those same beats around the same day or around the, the you know, the same, the same set few days, um, just using the same sample. Um, so where do we put this in his discography? Like, this, clearly we can it's say like it's so Illmatic, but is it? How many albums in his discography? He's got he's got Illmatic, It Was Written, I Am, Nostradamus, Stillmatic, Godson, Street's Disciple, Hip Hop Is Dead, Untitled, Life Is Good, and Nasir. I did that all off the top of my head. Ooh, Ooh I'm go. just kidding. Nah, I read that off of Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like honestly, I feel like we got a little bit of Untitled Nas with this because of the political commentary, and then after that is Godson. Like I'm, I'm not. It, it, that's kind of. I enjoyed. I enjoyed that. I'm sorry. I feel <laughs> we got. I feel we got like Nasun mixed with um, mixed with a little bit of uh, I am a little bit to me. I would. I would put it in the uh, second tier. Like I don't. Yeah. I, I haven't really ranked Nas's album, but like the best ones for me, me personally, is like Illmatic. It was written. Um, I I throw in like Hip Hop Is Dead, maybe in that top tier. And then there's like the second tier, and then there's like the the bad tier. So I, I put uh, Nasir in the middle. It's in the middle middle tier. Yeah, it's in the I middle of the pack. I got Illmatic. It was written, and I am to me for my top three. So I have a question. I remember last time we talked, we said that Nas was going to do two things. He was going to address Khalees, and he was going to take some shots mm-hmm. at Jay. Do we feel like we fulfilled that prophecy with this album? No, no. we failed. We, we failed, failed tremendously. No. We, we, we went Nas down. We shot like the Rockets in Game Seven. Oh God! <laughs> like, yeah, That's... we didn't get that. And I think, don't, don't, don't get me wrong, listeners. We we got the the crowd of oh, we're not supporting Nas because of these allegations. I was expecting for him to speak up on it just because I knew that crowd was going to come out. Um, I think it hurt him. Yeah, it hurt him more not to even mention anything about it. Did anybody catch the line of Monjour where he was like, um, watch who you have kids with. I got a meal for every bump in your face. Like, I feel like that was the, if I had to reference Khalees in any way, that's the only part that I could think of. Yeah. As, I, as, I did as, catch it, but I didn't know who he was sending shots at, though. I mean, as, as someone in Nas's position, someone that's got money and, Venture you capitals. know, and is single, like, you could, he could, and he could, that could be about anybody, honestly, like, I don't know if you could put that strictly on the police, but you can put that on a single guy that's got millions of dollars that's still dealing with women out here. Because, you know, he, w- he was talking about how, like, you know, different women every night, sometimes there's two of them, and they're just they're just sleeping with me for the status, and I'm just out here going through the motions, really. So, I mean, yeah, watch who you have kids with, because Nas is just basically out here just slinging it anywhere. So, I mean, the whole, you know, uh, a mill on uh, a mill for every bump on your face. I I mean, I just maybe think it was poor timing. When I listen, I've listened to the album a couple of times. I just didn't feel like he was taking like shots. Like, oh, I'm talking specifically about Khalees, and people are gonna know that. I didn't get that from the album. Maybe if I go back and listen to it again, and maybe you know, uh, you know, read through all the lyrics, I might be able to reach and see like, oh, yeah, okay, that that's about Khalees. But when you're taking a shot at somebody. It's normally like, okay, we know who you're talking about on this line. And, and maybe he's trying to be a little bit more subliminal, but I, I don't know. I don't I don't know if I see 
uh, and I don't obviously I don't know Nas, so I'm not gonna I'm not I can't speak to his character, but I'm not sure if he's the type of person to take a shot like that at Khalees because. I don't know. It just doesn't seem. It would seem out of character for him, I think. But like, like I said, I don't know him. So I feel like this. Uh, the Me Too movement has killed a lot of shit in 2018. It's just like, and with hip hop, it's not so easy for us to like for people to sweep that under the rug. As far as like, yo, that's just Nas. You know, he made Omatic. You know, you you see those type of responses on on Twitter, but. It's just like even those allegations, whether true or not, it like even Nas can't come back from that. Like even if that label is put on you that you're a woman beater now or you've done these things to women now, like whether it's true or not, like it's it's gonna stay with you. Most definitely. Um, but I guess just speaking speaking towards things that you take a shot and they and they kind of stick with you. The Carters, aka Jay's, I mean Nas's old rival, Mr. Sean Corey himself and his wife Beyonce Knowles Carter, decided to surprise us with an album. Uh, what Saturday, randomly in the middle of the Saturday, goddamn day, in the middle of the day, <laughs> in the like literally in the middle of the day. Uh, I Teddy. guess I, I, I'll start. I was opened up my Facebook app. Surprisingly, out of all the places I could find out about a Beyonce and Jay Z album. Facebook was the first uh, set to tell me. So I log on to Facebook and I'm just like scrolling, just seeing what's going on. And shout out to Chase Walker. He he tweets like, Beyonce's album is out. So I'm like, I, you know, my ears perk up. I'm like, I think I was at the time, like maybe playing um, on the PlayStation or something. I throw my controller out the way. I kind of scream, I run the title and I open it. I'm like, the Carters. I'm like, wait, nigga, this is a J album. Like, so I get really ecstatic and I press play on it and it leads off with Summer which in my opinion is a Beyonce song featuring Jay-Z and just kind of run through the, the whole track, the whole track list because it was nine tracks and then they had an, a side note kind of song, um, which was a standalone song. I don't know if they put that on the iTunes, I mean, not the iTunes, the uh, Apple Music and Spotify sector, but it's actually 10 tracks um, on, the al- well, on the album. And just going through them, it to me, it sounded a lot better than... Uh, uh, it sounds a lot better than the material that we got from them before, um, especially uh, Top Off. It sounds like a million times better than Top Off. Um, and yeah, I think I've done over like 10 listens up until, well, oh, yeah, over 10 listens up until this point, and I'm still catching bars. I, I can just tell off of these first 10 to 12 listens, I won't know where to rank this album within their both respective discographies until maybe August when I hit the show and see them perform some of these tracks live. Cause I, I think it's just, it's an overwhelming set of nine or well, 10 tracks for, for title users. Can I, can I go ahead and, and, and say something at the, before we go any further discussing this album, I would like there to, I would like to go ahead and start <laughs> copying my pleas early. I want to cop, cop my pleas cop right now. now. Let me now. go ahead and, let me go ahead and say this right now. Jay-Z. Jay-Z is the greatest rapper to ever live. There is no one who has ever been. Repeat that. Repeat that Jay-Z, three times. Jay-Z is the greatest rapper to ever live. The greatest rapper to ever live. Sean Corey Carter, a.k.a. Jay-Z, Young Hove, the big homie. He's the greatest rapper to ever live. There will never be another rapper as good as Jay-Z or has the accomplishments, the money, the street cred, the you know uh, influence. As Jay-Z, there will be no rapper that has that kind of career. Beyonce Knowles. Beyonce, I have 
I've we've talked about it on previous podcasts. I've I've ranked Beyonce over Michael Jackson plenty of times. She is the greatest living performer to date. I think she's probably the greatest uh, performer ever. She has a better discography than Michael Jackson. She's the most. She's one of the most talented people of all time. Uh, but these two here's the book together. These two, these two on a track, Jay-Z, like, there, there's two things I really like. I really like chocolate, and I really like watermelon. But if you put those two things together, they taste horrible. Talk Jay-Z, about it. Jay-Z and Beyonce. Jay-Z and Beyonce are chocolate and watermelon. Separately, they're great. I'll eat them all day. I'll eat them all day. You put, you, if you put chocolate on watermelon, I'm like, ugh, this is, this is not what I want. And... The first off, off the first listen to this album, and and it might have something to do because I was on Twitter also at the same time getting some jokes off, so maybe that has something to do with it. But off of the first listen, I got a Magna Carta Holy Grail feel from it. Where at oh, the beginning, at the beginning, the first the first half, I was like, "Yo, this just kind of this just kind of banging," and then it, and then it just kind of fizzled out. And I was like, you know what? This album was kind of underwhelming. This is after the first listen. Now, I've listened to it a bunch of times after that, and I feel a little bit differently. But off, off of the first listen, these two, like you said, you you understand what I, how I feel about them. So for, for someone like Beyonce and Jay-Z, there's other artists like Kendrick, Kanye, when it comes to producing, the standard for their releases musically is as high as it can be. They have the highest standard for me. J. Cole's up there when we're talking like lyrics. There are certain artists where if they drop a project, I expect it to be damn near perfect. Jay-Z is one of those people and Beyonce is another person and this album was not that. So mm-hmm. so are you saying that it was a bad album or are you just saying it wasn't a perfect album? Which it was it was for 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 these two, it was it wasn't great. It's not bad. It's just you got, I mean, we got the greatest rapper of all time and the greatest performer of all time. They put out a joint album and it's just, okay. That's not good enough for them two. Uh, we, for, we those, for those two, for this is Jay-Z and Beyonce. Like, I'm not gonna lower the bar for these two. Right? Like, well, I'm, not lower, I'm not lowering the bar for them. The standard is up there. They put the standard up. Like you can't put out Reasonable Doubt, Lemonade, Blueprint, Self-Titled, and then drop this and it'd be okay. We know mm. you're okay you're not just okay and nah, notch how do you feel about it i feel like you're agreeing with marcus i heard well something. well i told you i told you in the, in the twitter sphere i want smoke and this is, how <laughs> <I feel about> <laughs> this, is, this is how i feel about it man um i fully agree with marcus you don't like jay-z have proved that he does not play well with others best of both worlds Watch the throne. I just, I just feel like he doesn't play well with others. I'm not saying that these two albums are those albums I mentioned were bad. I'm just saying that in certain, in certain respects, it's either you or nothing. Either he has the ball or nothing at all, or it's nothing at all. And I just feel like in certain situations with this album, like they didn't need, they didn't need to share the ball with each other. Like that could have been a so, some of these songs should have been on a solo album. And then it would have been an overplay of why does Beyonce have so many Jay-Z features or why Jay-Z have so many Beyonce features. I, I, again, I, I agree to a certain extent. I don't think, I don't, I can't listen to this and be like, 
oh shit, this classic, this gonna go down 20 years, 50 years from now, we're gonna talk about this album forever and ever. Can I cannot say that. But at the same time, I feel like with both of these artists, like like we speak about their their solo work, they put time, they put effort in this work. And I couldn't be a fan of either artist and sit here and say, after hearing the album on Saturday, hearing the album on Sunday, hearing the album on Monday, and here we are on Tuesday, to say, to quantify or qualify that those two statements. I can't. I can't say that the album is trash, and I'm not going to say it's a classic. I'm going to say that it's good. It's, it's, it's better content that they've given us before doing doing joint songs or, or well, they never had a joint album. So doing songs together, I think this material is a lot better than certain songs that we've heard from them before. I feel like it was only right that they came together and really did this but, album. When I look, when I think about like Lemonade and 444, it was like both of their personal diaries on wax, and it only made sense like exactly. if they were play together, then they was gonna have to come together and do a joint album. Now I will say I hated it when I first heard it. I'm not gonna lie, there was not one song that I was like, eh. it really had to grow on me. I had to play it in different settings and kind of like wrap my mind around this chemistry because. Like Naj and Marcus, you got a point. You know, it. If they're not the best sonically together, like they're great artists individually, but together it's kind of like, eh. But because you want them to win so much, you'd be like, all right, I'm gonna get this a try. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Man, I don't want to. I don't want it to seem like I feel like they rushed this. I don't feel like this was a rush. Hell project. no. And, and I don't. Yeah, I don't. It, it, I don't. I don't think this was a rush project. I don't think they just kind of threw it together like Drake and Future did. Like I think they really worked hard on this. They they wanted to have a joint message. They had you know strict topics on what they wanted to talk about. But you can't you can't force you, you can't force chemistry. Like it's yeah. either there. It's either there or it's not. It and just they, felt, it's not there. It to me it felt forced. It just felt it felt forced and pre contrived. It just felt like. All right, this is what we're gonna talk about on this album. We're gonna talk about you fucking up, okay, babe? All right. But ha- but okay. It just it just it just felt like. But now I don't want to hear just, it again. It just seemed, but no, it just but not even. But I mean, contrived. I've literally it just felt to me. This, what when we when we did our first music episode, which was like the the best albums of 2017. I told people, I said, "Yo, a joint album is coming." I've tweeted it weekly. We, I'm like, "Yo, it every has t- to every every time you've said that, I said nobody wants that." Every time but, but, guess, but, guess, but guess what the timeline was all day Saturday at like five, six o'clock. Whether you hated it or love it, you were on the timeline, you were engaged in it, you were listening to the content. It doesn't matter what people say they don't want. They're going to take what they get and that's what yeah. they want right now. That so, is I, true. So, so, so fuck all that we don't want it. I told you it was coming, but it makes sense. At the end of the day, when we got Lemonade, you knew that Jay was going to have to rebuttal and then, and then it, it just make it makes sense. I, I agree on both, on both, again, on both sides. I don't think it is, oh my gosh, I never heard anything like this. But I can't sit here and say that this shit is mid either, simply because I'm still listening to this album to this day, finding out shit and putting shit together that Jay-Z is saying. It, I makes, it made sense financially. To me, it felt uh, I got the fact that um, Jay-Z and Beyonce are very self-absorbed, and Jay-Z and Beyonce are very terrible <laughs> to each other. Yo, look look what they did. Like Jay not supposed to be cool, right? And you drop it on Saturday? When, was gonna, my... when were they gonna drop it? Here's the, that's okay, that's the that's the main question I have. They should have dropped it a couple months ago when they started this OTR2 tour or whatever, but no. The they, shit wasn't ready. It wasn't ready. If I was a fan who went to this show before this album came out, 
I would lead a class action. She's suit. done it before. She's done I'll it. When she was when she was on the Miss World Carter tour. At the end of it, she dropped Beyonce. She's done it before. And guess what? Those same people that probably had the same shit happen to them went overseas. But that's it. but that's the end of the tour. But I'm saying if I'm during the middle of the tour, six like six something, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yo, here's an album. Peace. Good night. She did Drop seven. Mike. She did seven shows overseas. Her North American Legs tour is about to start. The people, the the people, in my opinion, who really matter are getting the content. So, moving forward, though, petty so for, for people, for, for the three people who think the album is is mid, did you have any favorite tracks on it? But so what? No, no one liked anything. Or? No, no, no. Well, I, I don't have it. I don't have a favorite song. I don't have a favorite song. But if right. gun to my head, I'll say friends. Friends, yeah, gonna, friends is I'm, good. Nice is good. Pharrell did his thing on Nice. I like that. Um, I can't, I can't get into seven one three. I really can't. I, I skip it every time. Um, yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I liked Love Happy mm-hmm. and Black Effect, and um, I like Summer. I like Summer was good. Now, uh, uh, summer to me, summer was the song that should have made should not have made the album. It should have been the extra song, like "Salute" is, which is the tenth track. My my issue with, I guess, you know how you felt like they needed to do this. Like I, I remember <clears throat> we were talking about uh, Nicki Minaj's album, and what would get you excited for? Like, what feature for Nicki Minaj would get you excited? And we were we talked about. I don't know if that was on the podcast or on the timeline. So I was like, you know. What who would get me excited for a Beyonce album? Jay-Z is not on that list. So I went through and I re-listened to all the songs. And I was like, what other artists would have fit on these songs that she has somewhat a chemistry or could have made the song, could have brought something better to the song than Jay-Z? And I went through every song and I felt like I could have put like if if now I'm gonna I'm gonna read this track list that I made and tell me if this doesn't get you more excited than what we got. So uh summer, you get Beyonce, Andre 3000. No. Ape shit, ape shit, you get Beyonce Migos, you boss, did. you get Beyonce. Let me let me just let me just read all of them first. Let me read them all first. Let me read them all first. Boss, you get Beyonce Rick Ross. Nice, you get Beyonce and two chains. 713, that's a Jay-Z song. Friends, Beyonce and Drake, heard about us, Beyonce, Nicki Minaj. Black Effect, Beyonce, Kendrick Lamar, and or Killer Mike. And I felt Love Happy should have either been on 444 or Lemonade. But I feel like those other features would have brought a lot more excitement and a lot more to these songs other than the forced chemistry of Jay-Z and Beyonce on records. I just understand how married people can be forced, but whatever. Um, Points for the Killer Mike reference, though. I I think that would have not worked. But... For the people who are listening to this podcast that enjoyed the album, for me as someone who enjoyed the album, I enjoyed Friends. Friends, I still listen to that song daily, and I unpacked it because I like what the fuck Jay-Z was talking about. Um, I love Nice. I actually enjoyed Boss and Love Happy were my top, my four or my standout tracks just listening to it um, the it's, first couple of times. This is this is a good album, but we, yeah. we I didn't know I didn't know we accepted good from Jay-Z and Beyonce. I didn't know we just accepted We've done just it good before. From them. Not from Beyonce. We gotta kill them for this. I am Sasha Fierce was not a mid-grade Beyonce album. No, it wasn't. Get it was a great the fuck album. out of here. It was Fierce a great album. Garbage. What are you talking about? Mid. Sasha Fierce is not garbage. It was not that loud. Look at that loud. Mid. 
It okay, but, okay, it's mid compared to her other albums, to her other discography, but you compare it to someone else's discography, Sasha Fierce is great. Look at the track list. Like, nah, Still you're not gonna man. sit here, you're not gonna sit here and tell me that Sasha Fierce is just okay. And this yeah. album is better than that. It's not. Yeah. It's a it's a joint album. I can't. I, I'm not. I'm not even sure that once I finally decide to rank this album, I don't even think I'm gonna put this in their discography. It's just gonna be a standalone project. Like I don't rank best of both worlds when I talk about Jay Z albums. I listen to Watch the Throne before I listen to this album. Everyone see, would. See, here's here's my thing. I'm not saying. <laughs> Everyone I'm not would. saying this album. I'm not saying this album is bad. I'm saying it's good. But like I said, from from legends, from greats, I didn't know we were accepting good from them. You look at, I mean, look at Sasha Fierce. We got single ladies on that song, on that album. Single ladies. That's a, a mid a pop song that got that got hyped up because of White America. Next. So now, so now, single Next. ladies isn't good no more. <laughs> so now, just, single ladies isn't I, good anymore. I, I, I've never liked single ladies. Single okay. ladies was culturally appropriate. <laughs> exactly. That's a that's a that's a that's a mid song that got put that got wow. put on a pedestal. And whoever disagrees, I want all the smoke. I want all the smoke. I, I will be quiet. About to have the beehive coming after me. Y'all are wild right now. Y'all are sitting here bugging right now. I want all the smoke. I want all the smoke. I I have been inducted into the beehive because I am a Jehovah's Witness. You might get kicked out. I don't give a fuck because that album was mid, and you can't tell me that single ladies. Single ladies was the biggest song that year. What are you talking about? White American white people. Ellen had that shit on TV. So if I were a boy, if I were a boy, Halo wasn't good. Broken hearted good girl wasn't good. Mid, mid, mid. Those are mid great ballads. Only because those of are single mid ladies great. pop. Only because of single lady pop. Mid. Listen to okay. Go back and listen to those records. Those if single ladies don't pop, there. if single ladies don't pop, then um. After after this after this podcast, I promise I'll go back and listen to it. I'll give my honest opinion, but I'm telling you right now, and I'm I'm pretty sure I'm gonna say about it. Mid great. Not saying it's trash. I'm not saying it's trash. Kind of like how you feel about this this album. It's not great. It's not bad, but it's just, uh, it's there. It, it exists. It's some good shit so on we're just, it. We're just going to ignore Diva, Sweet Dreams, Satellites, all those great songs. I, we're going to ignore I those songs and call them in. I love Sweet Dreams. Shout out to Rico Love. That's one of my favorite Beyonce songs. But uh, does it change the fact mid. that I'm still be Mid, though. Mid. Okay. Well, it's mid. you also, you also like Magna Carta, Holy Grail, so I don't know. I, I actually don't like that album as a whole. So I, you know, I have favorites. I love Crown. I love certain songs on it, but as an as a whole album, that's a mid grade Jay Z album. I, I'm a I'm a Jay Z stand, and I'll admit when he doesn't do his best work. And if you want to, if you want to compare, I am Sasha Fierce to every other Beyonce album and call it mid, I will accept that. If you want to call it mid and compare it to what everybody else puts out, no, mid, you're wrong. You're wrong. All of y'all are wrong. You're all wrong. Just like, just be wrong. And well, exactly. I, I, the same way, I feel like you guys are wrong about this album. So. Huh? You, we both, we all said the album was good. What are you talking about? We all said it was good. But you no said it was said but, classic. But, okay, and that's what I'm saying about I Am Slash Fierce. It's not a great album, but it's... it's For it's, her catalog, compared to everybody else, it is good. It's still mid. So, since we don't like a lot of the words on, or we don't think sonically these people mesh with, uh, excuse me, let me rephrase that. Since we don't feel that Sean Corey Carter and Beyonce Giselle Knows Carter, the married couple who have been married for over 10 years, are sonically a mesh and they're forcing their chemistry on tracks, how do we feel about production? Production was okay. Nothing stand out, I don't think. Nothing nothing crazy. Cool and Dre, man, I'm not gonna lie. Cool and Dre fucking fucked the fuck, they fucked that whole album up. They did what? They had... This is this is. They had some. They did summer. They did seven thirteen, and they well seven one three, and then they also did black effect. 
Um, Pharrell, I'm not bad at Cool and Dre. Pharrell did his thing on that album. He did Ape Shit and Nice. And then Boy Wanda, which is, you know, Drake's homeboy, which I thought was interesting. He did Friends and Heard About Us. So I think as far as the names on there, the names were huge as, as, um, in regards to production credit. I think it wasn't a bad produced track on that album. I think all of it sound great. Um, I really like how Cool and Dre came in. I won't say they flipped 713, but they kind of put their own little, little, I guess, twang to the Dr. Dre track. So I was, I won't say I was highly impressed, but I was, I was fed sonically with the production on this album. You just stand super hard for that triples. I no, I, but that's the thing. I like. I feel like I am a logical stand. Like nobody I, can say anything bad about this album, though. Like, I, no, not even like you can. I mean, y'all can have y'all opinions. At the end of the day, my ears like what it likes. But I'm. But I, what I want to. What I want to make sure that listeners understand. I am a Jay Z stand. I will say it up and down. But I will call Jay Z out when shit is trash. I just told y'all, Magna Carta, Holy Grail was trash. It's, I had some tracks on it. But it's trash. It's, it's yeah, wild because it was. No, um, I won't say, say trash. It was. It was very much me. It was like low grade mid, like not even like good mid, like low grade. I mid. mean, it's just that no one has said anything bad about this album, and you're you're being very defensive about this album. Like no one said anything <laughs> bad about it. Uh, what? It's just. What? It's just. Well, it's just I, okay. I don't like Magna Carta at all. It's just like this album is just good. Like we'll put it. We'll put this good. out here, listeners. If you feel as though they said positive things about it and I'm overreacting. Please let me know and I will come I, mean, I will come I mean, during our Tiana Taylor episode. So that's for one what we're talking about next week. And I will apologize as soon as we kick it off. As soon as we I open up, I will apologize to all three of my co-hosts today. Be, so. Beehive, J Hive, if y'all if y'all want smoke, if y'all want drama, y'all y'all know where to find me. It's whatever. Um so speaking uh well just continuing on with this this album um we'll skip over the Beyonce the rapper you guys don't like her sonically right now on this album What do we Shout out her ghostwriter oh, hey hey hold up hold Shout up, up what do we where do we hold up hold up hold up who said we didn't like her who said we didn't who didn't who said we didn't like her sonically cuz if I if I recall if I recall let me park this Thomas hat real quick about a about a year ago I wrote an. I actually wrote you an did. article for Trill T saying that Beyonce needs to come out with a rap album. I you said that, that. I said it would, and I said it would be great. And I think she's. I think she could do it. And that's why I wanted her rapping with other rappers outside of Jay Z. She yeah. don't. She doesn't need to be carried by Jay Z on a rap record. That it's not like we've seen her rap on. We've seen her on records with Kanye West and J Cole and Andre Three Thousand. We've seen her with other people. I would kill. To hear Beyonce rapping with like Trina or Rick Ross or anybody. No, yeah, I'm tired of Jay-Z with Beyonce. Just like we're tired of Nicki Minaj and Drake and Nicki Minaj and Lil Wayne and Lil Wayne and Drake. I'm tired of this couple on record. On a record. I'm tired of it. Give me I need something better and I know they can do better because they they gotta know. They gotta know this chemistry ain't there. Beyonce, Chris Brown, and Tink are like the top three R&B people who can spit to me. You said, wait, Dreezy, Dreezy. Beyonce, Chris Brown, Dreezy, and Tink are like, those are the, the only R&B people in that genre who should be spitting right now. I, I, I'll agree I with that. I'll agree with that. I don't want to hear Beyonce the rapper either. I, I'll take Dangerously and love Beyonce any day of the week. The joke uh, is Beyonce's been rapping her whole career. I'm talking yeah, I mean, in a sense, yeah, but like this newfound 
alter ego. And I think that's why I didn't like that album with Sasha Fierce. I think that's why I didn't like that one either, because I, I don't like the alter ego shit. I'm Hot sauce saying. Beyonce. Not, I like Beyonce. I don't like yeah, and I feel like when she curses, it feels forced to me. Yeah, like, just, hot sauce, be honest. Nah, nah, it's not. It's because you're not used to that. It's different. Exactly. Unlike Jay Z and Beyonce on the record, it's something that we've heard forever that doesn't work. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm like y'all. I'm just kind of over, you know. I feel like it's like watching Beyonce your parents. No Here's my issue. I feel like Beyonce could just do no wrong. And it's like, no matter what you say. I am such a fear was wrong. That, that album was wrong. You're the only person that thinks that. You're crazy. Listen, You're crazy. I don't know why wrong. you keep saying that. Beyonce, it's a great album. That, that one time she did those fucked up bangs, wrong. Uh, <laughs> See, I can't, speak, I can't speak on the hair because I don't, I, that's not my lane. I'm listen, just stuck in strictly to music. We can. We, I, I, I do I'm feel pretty, like Sasha Fierce was a culturally appropriated album. So bingo, doom. There goes trash mid. How was uh, it culturally appropriated? Okay, the, Jonas, the Jonas Brothers wore leotards and redid fucking single ladies on television. And that's Beyonce, and that's and that's Beyonce's fault. We're, we're, we're giving we're blaming it, Beyonce for that. We're blaming Beyonce for white people jumping on the wave. Like what? What do you want? Like that's, that, that is that's what cultural appropriation is. We so so what basically what we're saying is. They took the shit and they ran with it and it downgraded the album. So Beyonce put out an album that was so popular that it reached white people and white people made that album bad. Not that Beyonce. was a whole pop album. What the fuck? That's what white people like. Yeah, okay, no black, people, black people invented pop. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, here, we, here we go. Go ahead and Who's the king of pop? Who's the king of pop? Prince. A nigga. A nigga. <laughs> Prince or Michael Jackson. Don't don't give me that white people invented pop. Pop is our shit. Country music is our shit. Listen to Daddy Lessons. Country country music is our shit. Go back to the Country Music Awards when Beyonce was there. Check the ratings on that. She rocked the fuck out of that shit. <laughs> white people were nervous. They're like, yo, she comes into our lane, we're fucked up. Like, you know how you see those videos of like black kids in the hood doing gymnastics and flipping over cars and shit like that? White people don't want us in that because they know we dominate that shit. You know, you think white people like Tiger Woods coming in and dominating? You think they like Serena Williams coming in and dominating? They feel the same way about Beyonce. Let Beyonce do a country music album. See if that shit ain't fire. Talking about pop music is white music. It might be appropriate about white people, but that's our shit. Listen, I'm taking music, a K-Michelle. Music in general. Music in general might be our Beyonce. shit. I'm taking K-Michelle country music before I'm taking Beyonce country music. Hey, I'll take I'll take a black woman doing country music all day. Well, all so, day. Back all to rap. Back but to rap. anyway, anyway, I'll take Hootie over Beyonce in a country. Album. Okay, you wilding now. You wilding now. Back to the wilding rap music now. that we tend to discuss on this show. We'll give you guys a country uh, music special one episode. Just let us know what albums you want us to listen to. Um, so of course, you know when we praise the the Carters or whatever, we always got to get some some foolishness that pops off. So ironically, the same day the album drops, we get the Migos demo track for Ape Shit, which is, I think technically is the lead single for this album since they put a video out for it. So I'm going to go with that's the lead single. Um, the Migos dropped, well, someone in the camp dropped the Migos demo track, which references, well, which we can tell that Beyonce referenced uh, Offset's verse and also the chorus from Quavo. So um, just hearing those, that demo track, how do we feel about this? Like what? You know what went through your mind when you heard it? Did we want the Migos to be officially on the track? Like what? 
Yeah, I feel like the Migos should have definitely got the the credit they were doing left on that track, man. It probably would have sounded so much better because you know that that's their lane and they mastered that lane. I mean, I I don't know why they wouldn't have kept a verse or two on that. <laughs> I, I, I wish I hadn't. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, I felt the same way I felt when I found out that uh, Stir Fry was Ti's first, and I heard the T and I heard the Ti track. I was just like. Damn, I wish T.I. was on this. And that's the same, and, oh, which is ironically a Pharrell track as well. So when I heard this whole demo track, I was like, damn, this would have been dope if it was Domingo's. Yeah, I can't. It's it's going to be hard for me to listen to Age Shit and not long for some kind of Migos first on there. Like, Fox, when, Fox. When, when the song is going and uh, Beyonce, once she finishes her part and Offset does his, you know, Offset and then Jay-Z comes in, I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, damn. Like usually when you when you listen to Amigos record and Offset does that, that means it's Offset's turn because a lot of people can't tell the difference between them on a record, so they usually say their name before they start rapping. So he's like Offset and then Jay Z. I'm like, no man, that's not how this goes. Offset right. needs to go next. It's right. Offset's time, not Jay Z's time, not the 50 year old guy. Get the Offset, get Offset in there. I mean, let's go. Like this is ancient. Let's turn up a little bit. Yeah, like, dad. No, you can't rap with us. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, Dad, can you go back upstairs and let us party for a little bit? You can come back later. There's plenty of other like songs for you out here. What they could have done with this album is that I feel like they didn't need to be on the song on every song together. They could have easily had like a Beyonce featuring Migos and then a Jay-Z featuring a Ross or something like that. They yep. didn't need to be together on every song. Like, Well, they, 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 had, they, they had to for the message. Is it, but right is, it a, is it a joint album? Let's, like, let's go down the list of a joint album where both artists are not on the song. We look at the, what was the Future and Drake mixtape, both on each song. Watch the Throne. No, 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 the, the, la, the, la, the last two songs was Scholarship um, and 30 for 30. Was in yeah, the, the, la, the, the second to last song was just a Future song. The last song was just a Drake song. So yeah, they, Scholarship they that. Future. Now, you look at like Watch the Throne, like they both were on every song on that one. Best it was, what, I'm pretty sure Jay and R. Kelly was on the beach of what, Best of Both Worlds and the other. And Unfinished Business. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I, 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 again, I hear what you're saying, but I'm like, that's just, I, I get it. I think I would, I think I was actually looking for so, st- solo so- songs too, but I mean, it's a joint album. Like we, again, we can go down the list of joint albums where both artists are going to be typically on majority of the tracks. Um, so I, majority are all. It's not. It's nine tracks. Like first of all, this is a short album. I was kind of. I won't say I was disgusted, but I was just like nine tracks. Like really, like we couldn't. I'm tired of the short albums now. Okay. <laughs> what already? I, yeah, I low key said I that. I low key said the same. So I was like, really, like this, like wow, it's four, done already. Like for forty four gave us eleven. Like we couldn't at least like give us like you know push it out a little bit, but like you know. push and kiss goes deserved more than seven songs. Yeah. I, mean, I give you that, but I didn't know we were tired of it. Well, I'm tired of it. I'm, I'm, I'm saying it be a timeline. Please continue to make sure albums, please, because I can I can listen to them. But um, just going back to the demo track, I think for me, I listened to both of them. I I I actually enjoyed the Migos version. I also enjoyed the Beyonce and Jay Z version. But my whole thing about it was, and and kind of what I wanted to touch on, I was like, it was the smartest thing that the Migos could have done was to give that track to Beyonce and Jay Z. 
here is why. This is Tribble's theory time. So, of course, we both know that, well, we all know that Pharrell did the eight shit beat, okay? If you are into the whole stand culture, the Beehive and Jehovah's Witnesses or whatever we call Jay-Z fans, you've noticed that these two individuals have been working on this said project for months, like going maybe September, October. I know, I, think, I want to say September when it's, it's when I started to notice when I actually saw Jay-Z on tour uh, with him growing his hair out and stuff. So I'm just assuming they started in September, could have been earlier than that. The Migos put out Culture 2 on my notes, January 26, 2018. My theory is Ape Shit was one of two things. Either it was a throwaway track that was supposed to make Culture 2. Yes. That, for whatever reason, did not make it. Or B, they, you know, Pharrell made this beat. Jay or Beyonce heard the beat. And, you know, Pharrell's like, oh, yeah, the Migos hopped on. And they're like, hey, let me hear what they did on it. Let me, you know, figure out what kind of approach to take on it. They heard it. And then they, you know, of course, they sold it. Because uh, both Offset and Quavo have writing credits on that particular song. So, for all of those people who are on the internet, like, oh, they stole from the Migos. The Migos are, well, I don't know about Takeoff, but <laughs> he, I think he got left off of Bad and Bougie this time. But um, those two in particular, Offset and um, Quavo, they got paid for this. So please stop the whole, they stole it. They got paid for it and they will continue to get paid for it, which is why I think that was a smart thing. What do the Migos get out of selling this? Of course you get money. You get the exposure to a set of people who they wouldn't have been able to reach out to from the beginning. I say all this to say, you go back to Culture what Culture 1, which had 13 tracks. Only three of those songs got into the top quarter of the top 100 charts. So the first, you know, within 25 songs, which was Bad and Bougie, which peaked at number one. Um, T-shirt peaked at 19. And I think Slippery, well, Slippery actually peaked at 29. So it wasn't even a top 25. And then you go to Culture 2, which had 24 tracks. And they only still got three to chart within. Streaming purposes. Huh? I think they did what Culture 2 was for streaming purposes. Because I think. But, but they still, but that's what I'm saying. Like they did, they did that instinctively to double the tracks to get more on the charts. And they still only managed to get three to chart, which in my opinion, which the highest one on, on Culture 2 was Motorsport. <laughs> which featured Nicki Minaj and Cardi B. You have to give Nicki stands and the newfound Cardi B stands credit for climbing that up the chart. You had Stir Fry that peaked at eight, which you have to give Apple Music because they partnered with Apple Music with doing the emoji kind of thing. And also Tasty, which is like the kitchen recipe um, people that I see on Facebook all the time. You know, they had a lot to do with that. And then you have Walk It Like I Talk It, which peaked at 10. And of course, the Drake stimulus package. Anything Drake 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 goes on, it's damn near destined for number one or somewhere. I think it's this um, with uh, Bad and Bougie. I I feel like if Donald Glover doesn't give it the I shout wrote, out, if listen, Donald Glover doesn't give it the doesn't give it the shout out. No, 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 I wrote. Listen, I wish no, people could see this online. I literally no, wrote Donald no, Glover no, beside no. Bad and Bougie. If, do, if Donald Glover doesn't give the co-sign, oh, no, that is. That's not true. No, you were spreading fake news because Bad Bad and Bougie was number two on the charts before Donald Glover said that that song was on the way to number one. It was on the way. And people people say like, oh, Migos ain't gonna be around for five, ten years. Yes, they are. And this because, because they make moves like this, not because of the act. To in my opinion, this actual content had ape shit stayed on culture too. We would we what will we talk? Will we talk about it? No, because it sounds like a traditional Migos song. 
which nothing wrong with their with their with their key sound. It's nothing wrong with that. I'm a big fan of the Migos. Anybody during when Young Rich Niggas came out, like literally the first day it dropped, anybody at Howard University would tell you. I told people that the Migos would be as big as they were today, but that's not to say that some of their music does not sound the same. That was my issue with the Culture 2 album. A lot of it sound like throwaway music from Culture 1. So to to say that Migos, let's just say the Migos would have kept ape shit outside of the masses on this, because this album's going to go number one. This Carter's album's going to go number one. So to, to say this one song, which... It's going to get streamed, which is currently being streamed heavy. You got visuals for it. Um, uh, what else I was going to say about this? Yeah, you got visuals for it. Um, you got white. I mean, I, I get it. We don't want like white. We don't need white approval for shit to be stamped. But you're going to get the white approval. Like this album, whether it wins or not, it's going to get nominated for a Grammy. Even though he talks shit about the Grammys on the actual eight shit song, it, it's still going to go up for a Grammy because of who they are. And I feel like with the Migos, they would have not been able to reach this potential They've tried to do crossover songs with people like Calvin Harris, um, Katy Perry, and they just don't stick in regards to the Migos. You saw, you know, if we watch anybody watch the, their Coachella stream, you saw they put on. I, I had my feelings about trap artists doing live performances, but they put on their best performance to their best ability, but yet the crowd was only interested in bad and bougie. So, in my opinion, I think that. Bad and Bougie goes into I Have Black Friends playlist along with Hot and Here, Tipsy, and It's Going Down by Young Jock. I don't think Bad and Bougie staple or made made the world known of who the Migos was. And I think with them having just ad-libs on this Beyonce, Jay-Z song, they could possibly get listeners <clears throat> to venture out into and figure out what the Migos do via culture and culture too and their other uh, list of mixtapes. Yeah, I, I think I kind of disagree with all of that <laughs> about Migos. Like, I feel like Migos is a pretty well-known uh, group, and I think no. a lot of their music sticks. They do they do pretty big numbers. They were Grammy-nominated. They're Whenever they put out a song, usually up in the charts, it's like they're pretty – They're I, I just didn't understand the whole, like, you know, they don't, they don't stick. You know what I'm saying? They, like, don't, I just, they, they stick to – to me, they stick to rap – they stick to rap culture. I, I – you look at, I mean, you look at their mixtapes, like they took out Versace, Versace, uh, the remix before, I mean, mm-hmm. Versace before they even had the remix with Drake on it was doing numbers within the hip hop community. What I'm talking about is international exposure. Not saying that the Migos don't do international shows. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is aligning themselves with people like Beyonce and Jay-Z, people that could literally say, I'm going on tour tomorrow and people in their concerts will still sell out people will risk risk their rent not being paid and all these other asinine shit that people do for these concert tickets aligning yourself with people like that only increases your stock had they kept that song and added a takeoff verse eight shit would not even be on urban radio and that and i mean that could be a hot take but i'm i'm good i would i would die on I mean, that hill i don't is, believe this is eight shit is also it's not a it's also not a finished it's just a demo song. It's not, that's not the completely finished song of theirs. And that could, they could have still tweaked that. It, could, it still could have been better. But it, but it would have still, still sound like Amigo song. And shout out to uh, Loki on Twitter. We, I asked him about it because he was actually talking about ape shit as I was getting ready for the show. And I asked him like, yo, did you have a chance to listen to the uh, Migos demo track? And like, how did you feel? Cause he was talking about how, you know, the visual of Beyonce, like shaking her ass and hearing the beat and the offset Quavo ad lips, like it really takes the song to the next level. And I was like, well, 
did you hear that when it was just then? And he was just like, yeah, it just sounds like a typical Migos song. And I was just like, that's that all sounds- I'm trying to say. That's all I'm trying to say is that it's, it, I, I like the demo version. I really do. But it's a typical Migos song. It would have not had this, this thing or this quote unquote uh, impact that we're seeing that it has right now on social media and on the charts. I, I just think Ape Shit, if they would have put that song out on Culture 2, it would have made the top tier of that album. It's not one of the throwaway songs. I feel like Ape Shit, with the way the beat is going off, also it's up there with like Stir Fry. It's not just a, a throwaway. It's something with like Stir Fry and then Bad Bitches Only, Superstars, Narcos. It's one of those songs, not like the other but, know, it, but it's still, other Migos song. It's still, it's obviously still a Migos sounding song because it's a Migos song. But I mean, Migos, they're going on tour with Drake, you know, like they're, they're big deals. They have music with Drake, that doesn't. But um, just really quick, just a couple of other notes about this album and I guess what what they're doing. I just wanted to shout out them to, for using a Howard University grad. Um, her name is Jean Nikir. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. She was the uh, Thanks, I think second yeah. AD for the actual Ape Shit video that was shot um, at the Louvre, which is uh, where the Mona Lisa is. So I had to do my research on this art, this art museum because everybody's making a big deal about it. But um, I just think, again, attaching those two to that great song, it, it brought a lot more than just good sounding music, which the Migos continues to bring us with. So shout out to the Migos, shout out to the Carters. We're going to move forward from the Carters. I think we spent a whole... Yeah, and one one last thing. It's not even about Migos anymore. Just, is it is it fair to say that Beyonce and Nicki Minaj are better friends than we actually think they are? Because Nicki Minaj's original release date for Queen was the same date as the Carters album. And Nicki Minaj, she she pushed she pushed her album back. And Nicki, then Nicki pushed the album back later. because those two songs that she left off with were trash. I like, I, 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 I feel like Beyonce shot her a text like, "Yo, I, I see your album release date. We got something coming that day too. You might want to move along." Nah, if Barbie, nah. Ting, if Barbie Ting's in, in Chun Li charts goes crazy, she's standing right pat with Jay, with Jay Z and them. Yeah, she. That hey, was, that's, that's my hot take. That's my hot take. Beyonce and Nicki Minaj are better friends than we think. She sent her that text message, let her know, like, hey, hey, Kool-Aid you drinking, man. She said, she said, hey, I see you, queen. I see you working, queen, but that's not the date for you. That's ours. I don't think Beyonce, I don't think she would have hijacked her uh, release date like that, though. I mean, that's just rude. (laughs) They did it to Nas. They did it to Nas. They they, they, are terrible people. I seen, I seen Beyonce and Nicki Minaj feed each other hamburgers. They besties. Beyonce and Jay-Z are terrible people. They besties, yo. Nicki Minaj well, and well, you Nicki guys, Minaj and Beyonce. Well, you guys, we know who not to support in the future. Relationship so. goals. Beyonce and Nicki Minaj. Now, enough of Beyonce and Jay-Z, though. I love them today. Joint album. En- enough of them. Enough of them. <laughs> uh, another another artist that we had a chance to talk about um, last week when we were talking about what we're anticipating was J-Rock. And I will admit that I, I mean, I was, ex- I won't say I was like, dying to hear and I was more excited to hear the Nas album but on at the time when I'm waiting for the Nas album to ever be posted I'm like well I might as well get J-Rock out the way like those are my exact words I didn't think that this album was going to stick or that I was going to actually enjoy it as much as I did but Redemption first listen second listen ninth listen tenth listen like I know for a fact that this album 
is it's currently in my top 10 of 2018. It, it's going to push itself into top five, I feel like, before years end. I thoroughly enjoyed everything that J-Rock did on this album. So how did you guys feel about um, Redemption? And I think this is a sophomore album, if I'm correct. No, nah, this is like yep. his third or fourth. Yep. Is it? Third? Technically? Technically, he did... technically, it's his sec- technically, it's a sophomore. Yeah, but what about the stuff he did with Strange Music? Because he was TDE Strange Music before he went to Evanston. Well, Wiki, Wikipedia t- said this is his third studio album, so it's not his sophomore album, but a great third album in my opinion. But how, how did you guys feel about it after listening to it? Yo, TDE got to thank all the stars that SZA and Kendrick was talking about because had this Nas album really dropped on time, I don't. I think it would have... I think it would have overshadowed how good Redemption is. We would still be talking about the Nas album right now, but the fact that we had that gap of when when is the album dropping, you had a chance to digest it, and it was a great album, a great album. J-Rock, TDE, they got one. What I love about TDE is how they release their projects from the artists. So it's like everybody gets their own time, and I just I'm just like... I can't wait to go to the tour and really see all the artists really put out the best music. Because I feel like these artists have been putting out some of the best music that they had, you know, in, over recent years. Now I just need a Schoolboy Q album and I'm good. You should be up next. Yeah, no, nah, definitely got to look out for that. But no, Redemption was dope. It was bomb. The beats were tight. I mean, J-Rock, you know, I feel like he he's getting a name for himself. And I'm just happy to see people are, like, yeah. catching on because... He's been dope for a very, very long time. Facts, facts. On the uh, on the last on the last music episode, I said that you know J Rock, he's like third or fourth on the TDE roster, and I I felt like he needed to put out a perfect album, and I this might be it. Like I feel like he's placed himself in a starting lineup with this. This felt like I don't want to say it felt like a debut album, but it felt like he just. Out himself. Yeah. yeah, this this it feels like uh Sahai the Prince's album where it's like yeah has been out making music, but then he dropped his debut and you're like, okay, this is this is who the guy is, this is who he is. This feels like a, a solid West Coast album. And I I'm I i do not understand but I love why his, though. That's that and I, I I listened to that today. I was like, yo, why didn't that why didn't that album hit? And I went back and listened to it today. It's got some great songs on it. The last three or four songs are kind of like, eh, eh, but this, I feel like there's no skippable tracks on this. And J-Rock, he's got bars, he's got radio singles, he's got damn near dance records, but it's not like, he's not cheesy, he's not coming off as like, you know, like a simp on these these relationship records. He's got solid features. The beats are banging, like, there's nothing you can say... It's like that's negative about this album. And it's long. It's not seven tracks. I mean, it's 13 tracks, but it didn't feel like... It's it only 44 minutes. It flowed, though. It flowed. Hey, yeah. Jay, the fact that J-Rock could throw King's Dead in the middle of that album, and when it came on, I was like bang, banging my head like I haven't never heard this song before, let me know that album was good. Anytime an album, a, a complete album can make the singles that I've been hearing forever and constantly been bla- you know, blasted, make it sound like it's brand new again, I know an album is great. And that's what J-Rock did with me with King's Dead on the album. Like, every- everything flowed. I 
I, I don't know. I think I think because I didn't really have expectations going in, it blew my expectations. If that makes any sense. Shout out to to Saab because I didn't even know that the uh, that the bloodiest had dropped, and I was just on the timeline. I saw she had retweeted it, and I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> and that's when I really got with it because I heard the bloodiest first, and then when I heard when. I love that song. The only thing I really didn't like about Win is the is the hook. The hook gets annoying after a while. But other than that, this album is like when it starts from the bloodiest. Because when I first listened to, it, I was like, "Yo, this got to be an album starter." This how it's like. If he's gonna go like this, then the rest of the album is gonna be amazing. And I'm glad it was. It's the first track. Yeah, I feel like it was a good flow because you start with the bloodiest and then you get to you end it with like Win. So it just brings like yeah. all the same. And then you got King's Dead in the middle. It's just like the flow of the singles. It wasn't like single after single. It was good placement of like beginning, middle, and and it's just like dope shit in between. It was it was a very well put together album. TDE can can TDE can structure an album, man. Their structure skills is dope. Um, what are it. what were your uh, favorite songs or favorite song or songs on uh, Redemption? Knock it off. <laughs> my shit. Um, OCOM with Jack Cole now. Oh, out of sight, out of mind. That shit. Oh my gosh. Uh, for what yeah. is worth, for me. For what is worth is a good um is a good song. Um, the bloodiest. Uh, I really wish that Jay could have Jay Z could have got on out of sight, out of mind. That hurt my heart. I really that wish he would have got on that. Um, and I like a redemption. Yeah. So from redemption, redemption, I got to start by that. Like that was the first song that, like, once I played it the first time, I knew I was gonna go back to that track. Um, I don't know. You know, I, I've said it before. Like, I'm really into like that emo music, but this was like emo gangster music, and I was just like, yeah, I can, I can hear what you know what he's talking about. And then like, I'm not the biggest SZA fan, but I felt like her her voice on that track was perfect like i don't think anyone else could have done that part but her um and i also like broke broke was uh another one that i really really enjoyed too yeah um, yeah i was i was it's it would be because i think i liked i like every song and not saying that broke is a bad song but that's probably my least favorite song, but it's still a yeah. good song. But like, if I if I hit this, if I put shuffle on this album, like play it and it just randomly select songs to play, I'm, I don't. I feel like I'm not going to skip any of them. They're all great songs, and every feature works. Yeah, yeah. Even the Jeremiah one. Oh yeah. Yep. The Jeremiah that shit bangs. Like I don't know why there's no. I don't know why that's not on. Why is that not on the radio right now? That shit is hard. Like that's a good ass song. Like that's a that's a radio record right there. Yeah, I was gonna say I could it has to be the next one. Yeah. So out. what? I, I, I thought so, knock it. I thought that knock it off would probably be a next single to me. Nah, he needs he needs um. You know, you, you, I mean, that's why a lot of artists do tend to join up with R and B singers because you need something that can get on the radio. And you know, if if I don't know who J Rock is or if I don't like J Rock, Jer- I might be a Jeremiah fan, so I'm gonna I'm gonna listen for his hook or his voice. So I could see the Jeremiah song being the um the next single, but. I guess after listening to this album, where do we rank him within TDE? Like, is he still four or five? Did he move up to two? Is he? I'm, nah. I, Kendrick, Kendrick is always going to be one, uh, you know, for the most part. But 
is he two? Is he three? Like, how how do we feel like he is as far as are rapper? We, are we are we all TDE? Oh, as far as rap? Wow. No, TDE. No, as far as TDE, like TDE side. Is Kendrick? Yeah, I mean, is Kendrick I, Q did him? I need I need to see what Q does because I, I I did see I did see them on tour and he did say he was gonna drop an album this year, but I mean. This album, it, it might be better than Q's. It's probably better than Q's last album, Black Blank Face. Like Blank Face Blank is hard, face is but I mean, Blank Face, Blank was face, tough, face is hard. Go, I would go Redemption. I I just I don't know. Just from what like, I've right, taken it in, I I would go Redemption over Blank Face. But Blank Face was dope, dope ass album. Um, yeah. Right, TD, TDE is on a pretty solid run. Like they're they're borderline running the rap game when it, when you consider like they had you know Kendrick drop damn. Black Panther album than uh, uh, J Rock's project. Like, can't what happened? Control. I said, can't forget about Scissor's Control. I mean, she was nominated. For yeah, I said off of that. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I said that, that. Did I say that? I thought I said that. Either either way, here, here's. I guess here's the thing about that that separates TDE from other labels. Like, who who was on Dreamville? Like, uh, that's. Re- that's relevant. JID, he just got that's the uh, JID just got the what you call him cover, the double uh, XL yeah, cover, which I mean, that, that doesn't got, mean, he that got, doesn't he mean the, but he, you know, yeah, that, I mean, that don't mean that much, but I mean, if you look at all these other labels out here, like TDE is one of the few rap labels that can that they have rappers that are putting out great music and uh being talked about at the very least. Like, I liked it, like, obviously. If I go through, you know, Dreamville's roster and listen to their music, they might be putting out good music, but they're not, I guess, relevant. They're not being pushed as hard. They're not reaching the the charts the way I feel like this J-Rock album is doing, the way Schoolboy Q, uh, you know, reached levels he reached, the way SZA did. They're not household names on their own. And I feel like J-Rock is going to become, okay, this is J-Rock. This isn't just another TE artist that Kendrick is just pushing out there for y'all. Like he's just his own guy. He just happens to be on a on TDE. And so I mean, you don't, think, you don't think all guys, all the artists are like that? I think Isaiah stands on his own. I think Scissors stands on his I, own. I, Scott I, Walker. I feel I like I feel like I feel like Scissors. I feel like Scissors does now after Control. Isaiah Rashad. I feel like he's kind of a, a niche rapper. Like he's kind of in that Nas category. Well, he's not. If if you're talking like to casual music listener, casual rap fans. They might not bring up Isaiah Rashad. Rashad, like Isaiah Rashad, is a dope rapper. Like I listen to his albums. Yeah, no. He's really I love dope. Isaiah like, Rashad, yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not, not trying to take anything away from him, but he's not recognize. He's not a recognizable name. Like if you tell someone, hey, name your top ten favorite rappers, Isaiah Rashad might not be named. JID might not be named. Bossy might not be named. You're gonna get J Cole, Kendrick, Schoolboy. Now you're gonna get J Rock in that in that conversation now. Okay, and I, I, I feel like that's the difference. I think nah, I feel like, like, I feel like, one more album. He needs, nah, he needs I, one more I, album I, like this. He needs one more album like this. I feel like this album has put him on the map. Yeah, I, I think I, this I, album really, did it. I don't think. I, this album I mean, of course, it. I want Of course, I want to. I want to hear more good content. That's not saying J, like J Rock. If you ever had him to press play, like keep making good shit. But I just think if we look at the longevity of rappers, like the fact that he's even three albums in. That says a lot. So I don't necessarily believe he needs to come out with one or two more albums to solidify his spot as 
I won't I won't use the word great like as we use it for the other you know huge name rappers, but to solidify himself in the rap game, like I think he did it with this album. I think real real listeners and lovers of hip hop are going to appreciate this album and and put him there. I mean, of course, you can't argue with capital capital excuse me uh, popular culture and casual listeners. I mean, they may never know who he is, but I think if you truly appreciate the art and truly appreciate this genre. For what it was founded on, you've already put J Rock with this album right where right where he needs to be. But I think that with almost every artist, we have an album like, yo, this is the album right here. I just as good as it is, I just I feel like he's one he needs one more to be like, okay, that's when you can put him in like, yeah, I want to rap like like I was inspired by J Rock. I think he's just one he's one album away. That's how that's how I feel about it. We all have an album that's like, yo, that was the album where all right, this is this was it, he out of here. I just don't. It's good, but it's not like he out of here on this one. I feel like this. This is the type of album where if, if you if you hear about feature or J Rock release, you're gonna you're gonna go check it out. Like that's like nine double five nine people people checked it out, but they were like, yeah, if he puts something out, like whatever. But now I feel like if a year from now, if J Rock's like, yo, I'm gonna put out another album, people are like, okay, well, we heard what you did on Redemption, we heard what you did on the Black Panther soundtrack. So now I'm gonna I'm looking forward to 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 your next project. Yeah. So um our last uh good music drop, Tiana Taylor. Um I guess we save the best for last. Hopefully. What do you guys feel about uh well look forward to going into this new Tiana Taylor album. I just look, we don't have a title, we don't have an album cover. So possibly when you guys hear this podcast, it'll probably be out. But um what are you guys kind of expecting? Do we have expectations? Are we are we going to grill it? Because this is a sophomore album. We know about the sophomore slump. So are we really going to put it right directly under the light um, of seven? You know, um, I said it like on the first show y'all put me in. I said, Tiana, she doesn't deserve seven songs, just seven songs. I think she needs more. Um, I stand by that. I had uh, my cousin who works with V103. She just interviewed uh, Iman Shepard a couple days ago, and she said she tried to get whatever out of him about what's going on with Tiana. With, with Tiana, he won't say nothing. When I looked on every picture that had like mention of her, like track list on her, like the little whiteboards that Ye had in those pictures, I only saw like one song. So I don't know what's going on with that. That's what all this lets me know, and I don't know what to, how to think about that. I don't know. I heard a little snippet, like she had posted a snippet on her. Uh, Instagram. Oh yeah, and I, I, I that made me excited when she when she did that snippet and she had the Lauren Hill reference. Um, that definitely made me excited. So with that, out of like one track on the on the section so far, I hope that track is on there. Um, but I have high expectations because Seven was dope, and but with Seven songs, Tiana Taylor like really needs to nail it. Cause you gotta come through flawless for seven songs. So, but uh, she's dope. Tiana's, she's she's dope. So, yeah, I don't I don't really have any expectations for Tiana Taylor. I feel like she's kind of in the same boat as J Rock was last week. Like I feel like she needs to hit. Like this album needs to be damn near. I don't want to say damn near perfect, but. It's got to be really good. It can't be just average. It can't just be good. It's got to be something that, all right, it, it, she needs to have a kind of uh, a year that SZA had, where SZA was it. Like, Control was the album of that that year. It needs to be on that level. 
Um, I think for me, like I don't, I don't necessarily have expectations. I know what I do not want. So in between seven and uh, this untitled album that we'll get on Friday, she released a mixtape. Um, I would, I wish I would have wrote down the name. I didn't, but it was very. It was like a nineties like mixtape. Yeah, it was a nineties inspired inspired mixtape, and I'm not gonna say it was bad, but I just don't, I don't want to hear up tempo nineties music from Tiana on this album. Um, you know, you can give me the nineties ballad feel. That's fine. But I'm, I don't really want to hear that. Um, I think she's really in tune with that culture with her doing like the stuff on the VH1 honors, her nail shop in New York city, having that old New York nineties vibe theme. Like she's very immersed in that culture, but I just want to hear something new, something different with her, just with definitely with her, you know, exclusively teaming up with Kanye and just knowing how outside of the box his sounds could, could be and what he could create. So do you do you want a Kanye feature? Because I feel like you're gonna get one. He's been on everybody's yeah. album. So I mean, Kanye kills R and B though. Like Kanye yeah, I wouldn't be mad to hear Kanye on a on a Tiana album. Um I'm 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 glad to report that Iman Shumpert will not be on the album. Um, oh that's awesome. Yeah, that's like, I mean, I'm, I'm all in support of millionaires trying to make more money, but I don't really want to hear Mon Shepard rap on Tiana's album. So that's that. But um, I guess that that's it until next week. And we come back and we, we break open this uh, Tiana Taylor album. And we'll, we'll probably do like a, a special R&B episode since this is going to be, you know, a lot more R&B music and only seven songs. Can y'all talk about... Can we talk um, about Jacquees? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I actually enjoyed that project too. I listened to that project before I listened. Yeah, to that was actually a pretty too. good project. <laughs> so yeah, um, I, think, I think next week that'll be. We'll do an R and B, a nice R and B discussion. Well, um, Wiz and Currency just confirmed to each other on Twitter that they need to finish 2009. So that sounds like something's about to happen with that. Wiz and Currency on, on a on an album together. That's a good thing. I feel different. I feel indifferent about it. We'll see. We'll, hopefully, I love it when it comes out. Not necessarily gonna look for it. Can I? Can I? Can I get a? Can I get a yes or no answer from everybody on this? Do we yeah. think? Do we think that uh, after this Tiana Taylor album, are we getting another good music release the next Friday? Yes or no? Not the next Friday, but yes, we'll get it. Nice. What you got? What's the question again? After this Tiana Taylor project, do you think we're getting another good music project? Like within uh, the next two weeks after that? Not, like if they want, not, if they, not if they want. Not if they. Not if they want to face Drake. On the yeah, they're not going. Yeah, they're not going to do that. They're not going to do it next week, but it's, it's coming. I but, think after Tiana, they're going to chill for a minute and let Drake ride. I think that's what's going to happen. Then out of nowhere, something's going to happen. But they're going to give. They're gonna give Scorpion at least three weeks. That's with fair. Scorpion drops. What do you think, Sai? Um, I can't call it. I can't call yes it. Or no. Yes or no? Yes or no? Yes or no? <laughs> no. Ah. I don't. Ooh. No. Ooh. I don't think. I think Tiana's gonna be. Is gonna be it? I think we're we're gonna see we're gonna see a nice project. Probably the product's going to be released right before the announcement of the tour. So that's what I'm shooting for. I won't give a date, but that it's coming. 
it's like when you see Ray Allen like shoot like four threes in a row, and it's like all of them like nothing but net. But that last three, you don't know if it's gonna go in or not. Like, mm, yeah, it's like this. This three look like there's a hand in the face. So but like, then, but then you realize it's Ray Allen, and it goes in, and LeBron yeah. James wins his first ring in my yeah. That's what so. that's what this Tiana Taylor is like to me right now. Like, is there gonna be a hand in the face? Like, is it gonna be like a rim in and out kind of three, or is this nothing but net? The only hand in her fa- that could potentially be in her face is the the timing of this release. If we have another nine situation, that could definitely affect Tiana. Um, so I'm going to pray that that doesn't happen. But do you guys have any shout outs before we get out of here this week? Um, uh, shout out to the podcast that I'm on, um, Two Double Smarks. If whoever's listening, if y'all like wrestling and pop culture, Holla at us on Anchor, on Anchor FM, the app, and holla at us on our, on our podcast. Once again, shout out to y'all for letting me get on. This is always a pleasure to talk music with y'all. It's always fun. Um, that's pretty much it. You wanna be you wanna be nice on uh on Twitter. I will piggyback off that shameless plug and say check out the mix up review. Um if it, for people who still read shit, I still write. Uh, album reviews and shit like that so check that out along with some new music and follow me on Twitter, Instagram at Summertime Sa. that's S-A-I that's about it Mr. Sniffles uh, just just shout out to all the good music that we've gotten this year like we've gotten if I can't even name all the, the good was stuff we've gotten no that was not nah, I mean we got you know J. Cole uh, we got Drake coming, Ray Schremer, Migos yeah, Cardi B uh, fuck it's been, uh, a good, black, it's been a good couple black of thought, You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a like, I feel like at the end of this year, we're going to look back at all the stuff that came out and be like, what the fuck? What the fuck yeah. happened? Summer, summer, like, well, not summer, but the 2018 will go down in, in history for this is, this is this might be a legendary year. Like, we got what's the last year this happened? When was something, did something like this happen? I, got like this wave of music before. I don't feel, I, I feel like uh, never, this has never happened. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and say never. Like, I'm going to say either 05 or 08, but it's been a while, regardless. We, we, we got, got heavy, we got heavy hitters like Drake, J. Cole, Kendrick, Beyonce, Jay Z, Kanye, Nas. Nas. Like, a lot of big names are dropping albums this year. Yeah. Like, and Nicki Minaj is coming. Like, there's other, like, yeah, sitting, still, we, we still have a whole half, another half of the year to go. So, just up until this we point. We still had Cardi B drop this year. Just, Let's yeah, yeah, we yeah we plug, and I'm gonna always plug City Girls. Shout out to the City Girls. I feel uh, like people still haven't digested that Cardi B album yet. No, they, or maybe they, I haven't. I'm you have, I'm gonna say you have it because 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 Billboard tells me every something song else. is on the radio. But I say Billboard That's tells me something else. <laughs> um, but just to get out of here, we're gonna make sure that we shout out um the collective we're part of the Kids World Crowns. Um, shout out to the Ox DJ. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram all the other good places and yeah shout out to all of my friends and family that i'm going to force to listen to this to get our listens up so um yeah thanks for checking us out we'll be back next week